0: in the of Franklin State's in the West End of Richmond, where it is Tuesday, May the 29th. June is almost here, um, and with June means um, the always um, always fun trip to Charlottesville for the uh, NBA MBPA, uh, top 100 camp, um, which should be a good one this year, especially because there will be a lot of uh, Virginia interest um, and whatnot. Um, so that will be coming up here in a couple weeks. But um, just this past weekend, I was down in Hampton, as, as folks on the message board saw um, and content that's obviously rolling out this week. Um, checking out um, EYBL Action, Casey Morcel from Team Takeover, of Virginia Commit. Um, had a really nice weekend from from where I was sitting. I'm curious to get um, another point of view. So i got Corey Evans, uh, Rivals.com um, basketball recruiting analyst. Um, one of the dudes I trust most in this business on the show to talk a little bit about it. Corey, how are you, brother?
1: I'm doing all right,
0: man. Doing all right. Uh, thanks for having me on. I hope
1: uh, you're doing all right from the long two three days in the gym down there but uh a weekend well spent that's for sure
0: absolutely and uh Corey is um probably like i said one of the guys i trust most in this business because Corey's not somebody who sugarcoats it if if i text Corey about a kid and say what do you think virginia's chances are and he just you know he will tell me straight up he's not one who will uh who will sugarcoat it so i always appreciate um where you come from and and kind of how you you do what you do um let's start with Casey Morsell, uh, he was one of the guys who made your awards list, and I had a couple people on my message board get a little salty because Virginia fans, I don't know if you know this about them, but Virginia fans can be a little salty sometimes when they feel um, any any perceived disrespect. So the idea of having a guy who fits the system for some came across as a negative. I tried to explain to him, look, that's, that's what the award was. Um, I don't see it as a negative, though, that to say that Casey really fits what UVA does – um, and I pointed out on my message board, like you can think of that as a left-handed compliment, but the reality is, is like he plays on a team that presses. They take quick shots, um, and they 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 don't. I mean, you would never call them slow, right? So a lot of the quote unquote, you know, UVA buzzwords don't really don't really fit team takeover. And yet, you watch Casey, and you can see exactly how he fits in. Um, how do you feel like um, Casey has sort of developed and and what really impressed you the most watching him this weekend down in Hampton?
1: Yeah, you know, I've been one of his biggest advocates for a while now, and I I just love what he's all about. Um, The intangible factor is out of this world good. I mean, he's a leader. Um, He's a winner. He's a guy that's always been about the right things, even going from freshman year on um and you know virginia fans will they, they they might not want me to bring him up but he he always reminded me a little bit of noah Locke, um just with you know is he a point guard is he a shooting guard is he big enough is he athletic enough but at the end of the day the guy makes shots he competes and he wins and those are three assets that every college high major program wants to attain And Casey kind of envelopes that um, within his game and his skill set. And he kind of showed that off even more this past weekend. And that was not a the compliment whatsoever. That was more of a, <laughs> this guy is going to the right place. He's going to kill it there. Um, he's the kind of guy that, you know, Tony Bennett relies on multi-positional ball players, guys that can play on the ball, off the ball, make shots, make others better, defend. Um, be about the right things, and Casey is all about that. I and mean, the guy made 12 of his 19 three-point jump shot attempts in Hampton. Um, Plays for maybe the best team I've ever covered, one through 12, rotationally speaking. Um, he defended. He made it better with the pass. Like I said, he made jump shots at a very, very high rate. I thought as a whole... It was maybe his best weekend on the Nike Circuit so far.
0: Yeah, I think the thing that that people get a little bit um, maybe they miss track of or lose track of with Casey is that he he plays as hard and he's as invested in every in every play, offense and defense. And I think when when we talk about the guys that seem to fit what Tony's looking for, that's what you want, right? You want a guy like you said, multi faceted ball handler guard type kid who can play. A, a little on, a little off. You you have to be able to handle the ball if you're going to be a guard in Tony's system. But defensively, you got to be able to move your feet. You got to play physical, and you got to be able to move. And I think that he, he not only checks all the boxes off, but he gives ep- max effort. And Tony always talks about players being continuous. Um, and I thought, you know, there were you're never going to find a guy. Even at this level, who is perfect? But certainly, Casey was more often than not continuous. And look, when you're making 63% of your three-point shots, you're you're doing pretty well. Um, especially when you're shooting shooting the volume that he did in Hampton, it just turned. I I don't think I I don't remember seeing him miss a shot from three um, very often. And I think that plus uh, you, you take into account, like I said, the physicality he plays with. And I mean, he's a tough-minded kid, and it, and it kind of shows in his game. What do you feel like are some of the things he's going to have to improve on? Um, both the rest of the summer and then during his final season at St. John's College before he arrives in Charlottesville next year?
1: Yeah, just going back to it, you know, can he can he be a primary ball handler, um, facilitator, playmaker? And is he athletic enough to defend guys that are bigger than him um, or quicker than him? Um, either way, those are the two things that he really has to get right before college. But, you know, he's such a competitive you know, wants to compete, wants to work, wants to get better. So those things are, those things can be improved upon. And with the work ethic that he possesses,
0: I don't see him not getting better at that. Yeah. Cause I had a source not too terribly long ago, refer to Casey and, and kind of uh, um, that sort of, I don't think that you can talk to a, a person connected with UVA and get any higher compliment than anything related to Malcolm Brogdon and basically talked to me about that he's he's a he's a sort somewhat similar to Malcolm but he's got more polish um, and maybe a little bit more fluid Malcolm I think at that same point in his career was a little jerky but in terms of work ethic in terms of his skill set maybe not quite as big as Malcolm was but a lot of that seems similar um, in the 2019 class Virginia right now looking at one scholarship uh, the, the thought process seems to be they want to have some sort of combo forward, um, a DeAndre Hunter type guy. Now, uh, Braxton Key is a kid, I think, that they feel like will give them what Dre might have. And, and you obviously think pretty highly of him. He made your your list of the impact um, guys for the for the lottery or, or for the draft next year, excuse me. Um, when you look at the 19 class, um, I was really impressed with, with Patrick Williams, obviously, that team, Team United, going through a, a lot with, with the loss of James Hampton on, on Friday night and, and that tragedy. But I, before that happened, I was really impressed with Pat's game. I thought he'd be a perfect fit. Uh, I felt like he was more of the 3-4 type of guy that they're looking for maybe than uh, I think Khalil Whitney was a kid that they, uh, they're obviously interested in. But he feels to me more like a 2-3, uh, a guy who kind of needs the ball in his hands sometimes. How would you sort of evaluate those two guys, at least in terms of of what Virginia's looking for in that kind of dream mold?
1: Yeah, you know, I think Patrick Williams is
0: the uber
1: versatile wing that can play the one through four if you even have to. I mean, his, his feel for the game is tremendous. He can really score the basketball from off the pull, off the catch, in the mid and low post. I mean, he's gotten more and more physical and tougher. Um, Where you have kind of Khalil Whitney is this big-time freak athlete. I mean, chin's above the damn rim. Like, he's getting to the bucket. He's improved as a shooter. He's still not there yet. He's way less polished, maybe, than uh, Patrick, uh, where Whitney's probably more of a potent defender right now and and more – athletic um, harps on his athleticism a little more than his overall skill set. You can't go wrong either way. Um You put one of those guys in that pack line defense and, and let them go to work, and they can be tremendous. I mean, those are Khalil Whitney's a next-level athlete that Tony Bench probably never had at Virginia um for his entire tenure there, where Patrick Williams might be one of the most versatile and skilled prospects that he might ever get, get a hold of as a freshman. I mean, he's a 6.7 guy that can do so many things for you. Um, when it comes down to it, it's kind of pick your poison. Which one do they want more? Which one can they get?
0: Yeah, watching them, I mean, look, I don't want to make it sound like that I was not impressed by Khalil because he is an impressive kid. And I have every expectation that um, he. When, when you guys sit down to do the re-rank, uh, he's going to get a lot of love because he he's a, he's an elite level player. I just felt like that if Virginia was in the in the mindset they needed to find somebody else that can play the two three. Um, I don't know if Khalil is a guy who I could see as a as a um, as a blocker in Virginia's system, right? Whereas I could totally see Pat Williams slide in and being a sort of uh, DeAndre Hunter type, you know, basically because of his versatility, as you mentioned. But also, he's a very rugged kind of kid. Whitney seems like to me. Um, he has a nice frame, but he's still a little slight. Whereas Pat feels like a guy who, as he gets a hold of a college, you know, strengthening conditioning program, when he fills out, he's he's gonna um, he, he's gonna be able to to really I, I think bang around inside and, and play a little bit bigger. And that seems to be what they maybe if 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 I don't necessarily um, think that it's necessarily what they have to have, but it's definitely what they think they need and what they what they're looking for in this class. Um, the other. 2019 kid that I was uh kind of thinking in in terms of UVA's interest was Seth Lundy who was he was a lot uh more rugged more physical than I expected him to be still primarily a wing doesn't do a lot um inside the way Pat does but he was a kid that that I was actually impressed with as a guy who uh you know PA sort of guy um for for, you know who, who obviously knows those team final kids well where do you see Seth at in terms of his development right now and what kind of fit do you think he is at the next level?
1: I love Seth.
0: Um, and like you said, that's what he is, man. He's a, he's a
1: rough and rugged wing. Um, six foot five, maybe on a good day. Um, but he's strong, has these broad shoulders. And we talked about that small ball power forward role. It'd be very, very small, but he can play that role. He's playing on a, a on an Achilles injury. He suffered about two months ago, so he's never gotten his body right and his team isn't the best this year. They've gone through some some lulls, but uh, he's a he's a competitive kid, right? Like he he brings energy to the floor. He can make shots in rhythm. He has good length to him. He can rebound the ball. He can defend the two through four. Um, I think he's someone that, if they might have been winning a little more, his stock might be a little higher. But as you said, he's a Philadelphia kid that really does bring his hard hat to the floor each time out and you throw in his defensive versatility his size his strength his high character attributes uh, there's a lot to like there
0: now I, I i know recruiting uh fans folks on my message board as as well as I knowing them as well as I do um it is um it, it's it's inescapable right now that if they're listening to us have this conversation, they're wondering, okay, who's UVA going to get because that's the part that they really care about, right? It's, it's not just the scouting and, and who can do what um, yeah. I don't want I don't, I'm not going to ask you to handicap all three of those kids and, and where UVA is with them and all that fun stuff. but I, I would just say like this, how do you see uh, specifically Pat and, and Seth, where do you feel like their recruitments go from here Because my gut tells me the NC state's going to be a, a heck of a factor for Pat Williams. Um, but I'm not really sure where things might go for Seth. Where where would you sort of expect those two recruitments to go specifically?
1: Yeah, you know, with Pat, Pat's not too uh he's hard to get a hold of, right? Like he's not the easiest to communicate with, which sometimes is nice in today's age where you have all these kids are all about tweeting out their offers and all that and he's more about his doing his work. Um you know, I think Pat is going to be an ACC um, pursuit. I think that Wake Forest is going to be in there. Um, like you said, NC State. I think Virginia Tech is also in there pretty deep. I think Florida's in there as well. Florida really likes them, has put a lot of time and effort in with him. So, uh, you know, I would say those guys there. And then Seth Lundy, Lundy's all over the place. Um, Louisville's remained involved there. After the coaching change, they recruited him at Xavier. Seton Hall's the same way. I mean, Seton Hall is – they're doing their best to get him. Um, You know, and I think Virginia still has a a good chance there. I think Oregon's showed uh, some interest and intrigues him a little bit, as it does for most guys. And you have Luke King, who's a Philadelphia kid – or New Jersey kid as well that played for team final last year going there. Uh, so Oregon could have a say, and I think Florida as well. Um, but
0: I would say if
1: all those two, I think Virginia has a much better chance of Pat Williams.
0: Interesting. Now, in the 2020 class, it seems like UVA feels like they, they need a guard. Um, now, whether it's a lead guard or a combo guard, it sort of depends, one, on what Kihei Clark looks like, I think, when he gets on grounds this summer. And then, two, um, really the versatility of Casey and 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 the fact that they can do a lot of different things with that kid. But let's just assume that they're going for a guard/combo slash guard type, which is kind of the guard type that Tony always recruits. Um the guy I probably watched the most this weekend given the games that I saw um and then obviously took an uh, uh, an unofficial there yesterday was was Noah Farrakhan. Um I have to admit watching him live he would be a very different sort of player for Tony. Um what, what do you think of his overall kind of game and, and how do you sort of see him uh, projecting at the next level?
1: I I, I love him. Um, <laughs> I love Noah. You know, he's kind of a boomer bust guy right now. He's still learning the position. He's still more of a slender built uh, scoring lead guard. Um, but he has a personality, doesn't he? I mean, he, he shows some emotions on the floor and he's, he's what you call a dog. I mean, he's, he's, uh, he's talking, he's fighting. He he's doing his best to get in his opponent's heads, but the guy does compete. You know, he's a six foot one. He's, he's bigger than you think he is from afar. Um, you know, he's got some long arms, he's quick twitch. He has some handles, mid range score, good athlete. Um, actually a very good athlete. He's getting better and better. And he's kind of – he just picked up a basketball two or three years ago. So here's a kid that isn't like everyone else He's had a basketball in his hands since second and third grade. He's more a football guy. And you can tell he looks like a big-time running quarterback or a wide receiver. Um, but his upside's there. Now it's about let's polish
0: his game out, let's better his decision-making
1: skills, and go from there.
0: So wait, let me back up a step you're saying to me that that kid has only been playing basketball for a couple of years. Are you serious? Yes, sir. Wow. Big time football kid growing Interesting, up. Interesting. And... Because he's got really good ball skills. Like he, he can bring it up. Now he, he, he's much better um, when he doesn't have pressure on him. And, and if that pressure is a, is a step slower than him, um, or like maybe not as physical. I mean, he's a slight sort of kid in terms of build, but you're right. He's a little bit taller than he looks. He's an excellent leaper, and he's got. A, I thought he had a really good um, timing and instincts. I think the thing that you said about polish. I mean, you could sort of see that maybe in some of his decision making at times. Um, he also, you, you mentioned that he, you know he likes to get in people's heads. There was this one interaction where. The ref was talking to him, and the coach was basically telling him not to talk to the ref. And he was basically saying to the coach, like, I'm not talking to the ref. The ref is talking to me. Like, give me a break. Um, you could tell, though, he, he was one of the most competitive kids. Like, he hated, like in that Boo Williams game late. I don't know if you were over on court four I mean, yep. or whatever that was. But he was, I mean, he hated the fact that that he couldn't because he had he had some it looked like he was dealing with some shoulder soreness or something because he kept he would come out and, and put these bags of ice on his shoulders. But I was really sort of impressed. And, and matter of fact, the, the the fact that he hasn't played that much actually makes it even more impressive that he looks you know as good as he did because I thought you know at the next level he I mean he's got a lot of athleticism and, and he's got a, a heck of a burst off the floor. Um, recruiting wise, my guess is is that one is still going to be really wide open. He just seems like the sort of kid. Um, you know, he was, uh, I think he's from, he's from New Jersey and then left to go to, to Florida. Um, our buddy, JC Zimble referred to him as a basketball mercenary, you know, like what's, what's the best <laughs> opportunity? What's the, what's the right call for me? I believe he was with Rio last year. Um, now running with, yep. um, with Nike team Florida, which by the way, Scotty Barnes and Vernon Carey to combine might be the, the, the most, um, Ridiculous. Well, I don't know. I did. What was that Oakland Soldiers team that had? Um, that Soldiers team had uh, uh, Rob and yeah, uh, yeah, Brian Ashley
1: and Aaron Gordon. I think it's Stanley Johnson, maybe Yeah exactly. Bird.
0: Yeah. Then they then then Oakland Soldiers also have uh, Yvonne Rab too. Like it was him and the kid that. Yep, were, um,
1: i, I Ivan Ivan Rab. I mean, they were all like sparse one year apart from each other. That that front line was immense, immensely yeah. talented immensely athletic um but like you said like you throw vernon carey and scotty barnes together and then you, you throw the kid from wichita state going you know, to yeah. wichita state the answer the gordon right um that's a that's a massively talented versatile front line that's for sure
0: and and the good thing about it is is that Noah will have as they go forward you know he'll have a lot of opportunity to to be pushed because those big guys are going are gonna to require it. You know, they need, you know, if you're going to stay on the floor with them, you're, you're going to have to be able to get them the ball And And I thought early in the weekend, um, Team Florida didn't do as well well getting Vernon the ball. But, I mean, he's such a different sort of big. He's, he's built like a, a more traditional big, but he plays the game in a different way that I can understand If for a guy who doesn't have a lot of experience how that might be tough. Um, aside from Noah, the other kid I was kind of focused on was Ethan Morton um, running with... Um, with the Rens, um, now when you're on a team with with Jalen um, you're not going to be the primary ball handler. It doesn't matter what <laughs> you know that kid and that dunk he had, um, and uh, um, I, I think he was really playing the prospects or whoever he whoever he posted some poor kid he postered. Um, But even that being said, I thought Morton looked um, like something between like Evan Nolte and. Um, and London Perantes, you know, if you, if, if, if you could take those two DNAs and, and merge them into one player, um, which is not a bad thing. I don't mean that as a negative. I just mean that Ethan's not the most fluid athlete. He's, he's, he's taller than you think he is, and he plays that way. Um, and then I, I thought he did a good job of sort of getting in the lane with runners and the kind of things that you might expect Perrantes to do. Uh, a guy that I think you've probably seen um, a good number of times, how do you sort of see his game right now, and where would you kind of see him projecting at the next level? Yeah, you
1: know, for the for the viewers at home, I mean, he's a six foot four guard without shoes with a six foot nine wingspan. So he has the size, he has the length, and like you said, his true value is on the ball. So playing next to the cue, this freak of an athlete, that's you know the closest thing we've seen to Russell Westbrook in the high school game in the past ten years. Um, doesn't get the ball as much as he probably should. And he's probably one of the best facilitating agents out there in high school basketball. I mean, he's a competitive winning kid that he makes every right play and every right read with the basketball. And he's what, he's what a guy is all about, is, is making others around him better. And that's what he does. I mean, he, he reminds me similar to um, Ryan Arstiakono, not as much of a scorer at this stage. But uh, when it comes to kind of the IQ, the maturity, the size at the lead guard spot, the ability to guard the one through three, um, and, and like I said, to make all the right plays, um, there's some value there. That's for sure.
0: The other 2020. Let's uh, right now. With the scholarship situation it seems pretty tight. UVA wants a guard. Let's assume Drago's pro. Uh, and they have a spot they can use. And they don't use it in 2019. They decide to roll that spot over. So let's just assume that they have um, some, some leeway in 2020. Um, the guy, I think, uh, besides Casey Morsell, that might fit UVA the best uh, was Terrence Williams. Also a team takeover kid. Um, I don't think I saw this dude make one mistake. And I don't mean that just in terms of, like, with the ball. I'm talking about, like, whether he was guarding somebody. Now, granted... What Keith Stevens is asking him to do is not—he's not—he's on a team with—with with a like you said, I mean, one of the most talented AAU teams ever assembled. Okay, so they're not asking him to come in and be LeBron, right? They're not asking him to carry things. But what he's asked to do, he does it, and he does it really well. I love uh, his inside-outside. Um, as a kid who you know still has obviously a lot of development to do, what do you think of of his potential um, going forward?
1: yeah you said it right. I mean his, his intellect for the game and um, knowing where to be and when to be um, and how to how to do it thereafter is is pretty impressive. I mean he's six foot five. so like he doesn't, he doesn't like fit that cookie cutter like big time athlete, six foot five I mean six foot five. he might be a small ball four. What is he? Um, the comparisons out there right now is going over is Chris Jenkins. Um, kind of a heftier body, thicker bones. Not, not really overweight. It's not there. You know, not this big time looking prospect. But the guy makes shots. The guy knows where to be on defense. The guy knows how to rebound the ball. Um, you know, on both sides of the glass, knows how to move his feet laterally away from the basket. He's a winning ball player. I mean, he plays for Gonzaga College High School in DC, one of the winningest programs out there for Coach C. Turner. Um, playing up level as a rotation guy for a 16 0 team takeover team. So the guy's been there, done that already, and he's only just entering his junior, senior, or junior um, travel ball summer. Um, wait till two years from now, once he goes to college, I think he's going to be ready to produce day one.
0: Now, I have a sneaky suspicion, Corey, and and we'll get out of, get you out of here on this. Um, so I'm sitting there with JC and we're talking about different guys, and he's he's talking he's talking up Carter Witt, the 2021 um, point guard out of Raleigh, playing with Boo Williams um, this year. Um, and he's and we I mean like, at this point I haven't watched Boo this the, during the weekend. I, I'm, I'm at that point scheduled, but he's talking to me about Carter, and he's he's saying like this is like the most Tony Bennett kid ever. Like he just he just looks like a kid Tony Bennett's going to have to recruit, and Good. so. Um, as I'm watching the game, it, it not only becomes very obvious to me that JC is a very smart individual, but it also becomes very obvious to me that, like, if this kid decided he wanted to be a 2020 instead of a 2021, he'd be a perfect fit for him. Uh, what have you seen from from Wit, and uh, and how do you kind of um, sort of uh, describe where he is right now in terms of his development?
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: how tall would you say he is? Six two. I mean, hard um yeah, six one so, maybe six one and
1: a half i would say yeah. six one a solid six one yeah i mean he's a guy that so he's playing three years up is it three years up three years up or two right. years up on right. the uh 17 hour level and starting um most of the time for boo williams and who's going to be on the fringe for a nike Peacham invite they um you know, he's good size, God makes shots, God makes the right play, God makes the right pass, Um, knows how to be in the right spot at the right time defensively as well. Like you said, he does not play like a freshman in high school. And in today's age where, heck, these guys that have any chance of reclassifying in the summer, they do it. Uh, I know it's we're, we're some time off from that, I mean, he's a class of 2021 prospect. But uh, if, if that opportunity is presented to him, um, I don't see that, that jump being that severe just because of how skilled he is, how, um, you know, his size in the backcourt, and how translatable his skill set is from the high school level to the college level.
0: All right, a lot of second ago when I said I was going to um... – I was going to get out get you out of here on that one. I'm going to get you out of here on this one. Um, and that, I feel like this is a beautiful, beautiful, uh, way to end it. All right. Pick one name, one name of the guys we've talked about so far that you feel like would be, let's, let's harken back to the whole fit question and award, right? One name of all the guys we've talked about who would be the perfect fit for UVA. Tell me, tell me who that is and why.
1: I mean, Terrence Williams, honestly. Yeah. Um, I just like I just like his IQ, his ability to be to, to defend different spots, even though he's not a great athlete. Um, I don't want the backhanded oh, it's the backhanded <laughs> like in here, you know, like system based guy, this and that. But the guy wins, you know, like he's he's a winner. He goes yeah. against Zach in college high school, like I said, for Steve Turner and they're they're one of the best every year in the most competitive high school league in America in the WCAC uh you know he's already earning minutes for a team takeover team that's the best um during my my longevity and in, in the travel basketball and in the recruiting business um and like I said, he does one thing very 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 well, and that's such a valuable asset right now, and that's making shots i mean the guy you can't leave him open he is the that ball is going in the basket if if he has his feet set underneath him and um you know, you add that to the fact that he's getting better and better and better. And I'll tell you what, he's become way better of an athlete um, compared to this time last year. So the upward trajectory is there. The shot making is there. um, The fit is there. I think the intangibles and the character traits are all there as well. Um, He could be the next one. And if he is The fit is not bad,
0: that's for sure. Well, it's funny because I watched him for, you know, I guess I want to say a game or so and a half, and I thought, you know what he is? He's like a um, a, uh, maybe not quite as spastic and more offensive-minded Isaiah Wilkins. Um, he reminded me so much just because of the little things he does. But then you're right. He, he shoots he, and he goes in and he's got good form, good mechanics. I, I really, I really think his, uh, his potential's uh, really there. Well, look, Corey, man, really appreciate the time uh, you've given, uh, giving me a, uh, a lot more than I expected to, to take from you. So really appreciate you, you doing that. Um, and then obviously um, always helping me out, um, you know, on the trail or about this kid or that kid. So I appreciate you coming on the show and I appreciate everybody out there for continuing to support the podcast um, I want to thank again Corey for, for coming on. So for Corey Evans, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.